0: Well, you'll probably remember our previous McBlog on the media hit job on a successful school with values and a waiting list for enrolments. Yep, Esleyham College. But within a few hours, the media outlet's stuff had to make a major retraction. And since then, there's been further developments on that story, and the Media Council had to hand out another rebuke to stuff on another hit job. Let's check it out. <laughs> So you'll remember the story, school counsellor accused of bullying and transphobia at Bethlehem College. It was a campaign by Stuff and a journalist in particular, Anne-Marie Quill, against Bethlehem College in its statement of faith, a clear campaign of a reporter on a crusade. It was about the fourth or fifth article going after Bethlehem College. Now, the last time the reporter attacked Bethlehem College, she was roundly rebuked by the Media Council, because when the Media Council analysed one of her articles after a complaint from Bethlehem College, they found out this, that the reporter hadn't appeared to have spoken to anyone actually present or verified the accusations made against Bethlehem College, that the college was given no opportunity to comment before the article was published, and the college was offered no confirmation that the allegations had even occurred beyond an assurance by staff reporters of the claims by radical activist Chenille Lull, and not the first questionable claim made by that particular activist. So back to this um, the hit piece that we covered last time. Now here's the interesting bit that I highlighted. Within four hours the title of the story had changed. Here's the old one, bullying and transphobia, and here's the new one. Yep, the word bullying has gone. Why? Because it was fake news, but it fitted the narrative. And there was a tiny little explanation at the bottom of the article. Of course, it should have been right at the top. But stuff were busted for bias, and it was embarrassing. But here's the latest developments on that story. After the reporter had got comment from both the councillor and the school for this story, so there'd been some improvement in the journalism there since the last one, it was time to go on the attack. And so it was off to autodire people who would take great offence at Bethlehem College. And one of them was a Taronga health practitioner. They were horrified at Bethlehem College. So that was enough. Stuff said, let's print that. The problem was, we couldn't find any evidence of the person or their professional status online. Now, within a couple of hours of our McBlog being published, the name was changed in the Stuff article online, and it was a Northland health practitioner. Same first name, Different last name, different part of New Zealand. I mean, not quite as irrelevant when it's Northland and not Tawangarei, but hey, whatever. So we checked that one out as well. Who was this gender identity specialist? An endocrinologist? Psychiatrist? Paediatrician? Psychologist? Nope. It was an osteopath. Yep. An osteopath. Now, according to the Osteopathic Council, just in case you didn't know, Osteopaths use a variety of techniques to help correct abnormal physical conditions which include back and neck pain, headache, physical injuries to bones, joints and muscles, and many other physical and functional disorders. In other words, they're not a counsellor, psychiatrist, or medical professional in the area of gender dysphoria. Our favourite stuff reporter just found someone who yelled the word transphobic. Shocking, eh? Uh, by the way, we know that this person, this osteopath actually does exist, so at least our reporter found a real person this time, but just nothing to do with the issue at hand. But here's the best bit, when you go to the link to read this story now about Bethlehem College, it's gone, vanished, nowhere to be seen, that's how embarrassing it's been for stuff. So that's two articles by Stuff on Bethlehem College by the same reporter that have been busted. But that leads me on to another story, also from Stuff, but based in Nelson this time. A transgender conference sparks a fierce national backlash. And Christine Hubbard from Stuff and the Nelson Mail were on a similar crusade. Apparently, a conference on the negative impacts of transgenderism has caused outrage across the rainbow community. Apparently, the reporter highlighted one of the speakers who the reporter incorrectly labelled a detransitioner. Now, only this one speaker was highlighted, despite there being around seven other experts listed, including a former professor of psychology from the University of Sydney. And one of the speakers was Stella O'Malley, the Irish psychotherapist who I've interviewed for Family Matters, and it's well worth the watch, and that's available on our website. And there were two legal experts. But no, it was a detransitioner that they wanted to highlight because nothing goes more against the gender narrative than a detransitioner. How dare they detransition? And once again, the reporter never went to this detransitioner for comment. Sound familiar? The reporter did rush to groups to endorse the outrage, including a Southland GP who described the event as outrageous, wrong, mind-blowing and upsetting. Now, this GP is on the board of an LGBT group and there were some activists who had started a petition to get the conference banned from a local venue and shockingly the conference planned to discuss the new conversion therapy law with some legal experts. Terrible. Now the New Zealand Psychological Society were asked for a a statement and their response showed just how lost they are. They said this, the proposed conference program did not reflect evidence-based best practice in working with transgender or gender-diverse children and adolescents. Psychologists recognize that the approach that supports the best outcomes for transgender people and those who care for them is to offer culturally appropriate gender-affirming services. The Society said being transgender was not a psychological illness or disorder and was a normal, healthy variation in human functioning and bodies. Well, wow, that's interesting. I wonder what the Psychological Society thinks of Sarah Donovan's views from Otago University or from Professor Emeritus Charlotte Poole from Otago University or what they think of the recent edict from the NHS, the UK Ministry of Health, on this issue. And the Stuff article had its usual pro-narrative images and videos from the conversion therapy debate, all pushing one side, of course. Now, I have to confess up front, I was going to go to this conference, but fog prevented me getting on the plane to fly from Auckland to Nelson, so I had to watch it online. But it was a great lineup of speakers who I knew would do justice to an important issue in a sensitive way, the impacts of transgender ideology on children. So the speaker who was labelled a detransitioner made a complaint to the New Zealand Media Council because she's not a detransitioner, she's a teacher, and by only listing her name, Stuff were basically aligning all the negative labels that they managed to find from outraged people about the conference with her, and she felt that was unfair, and of course it was. But she was a detransitioner, and that's all that matters to the media, except she wasn't. She also complained that Stuff's uh, coverage of the transgender issue was hopelessly biased, and this article was just the latest example. Now. On this article in question, Stuff actually printed a correction when they were told of the error about the detransitioner, but of course it's down the very bottom after the fact and it's difficult to see how they made such an error. But the decision of the New Zealand Media Council came out last week and there's some interesting uh, comments that you should be aware of. Now, while the Media Council upheld the complaint that the teacher had been wrongly labelled and that that Stuff's correction wasn't clear enough, To fix up the confusion, the council didn't uphold the complaint about the bias. But it's the comments of both Stuff and the Media Council that I want to show you. And the first one is in the complaint from the Media Council decision. The complainant said that she had audited Stuff's coverage from January 2020 to June 2022. Stuff had reported at least 58 times from a transgender supportive perspective and only once from a perspective that questioned transgender beliefs. Transitioning was glorified and long-term side effects such as sterility and loss of sexual function were not mentioned, she said. Stuff had ignored international stories covering concerns about the treatment of gender dysphoria. A responsible, balanced media would delve into these issues. Now, Look, I don't doubt that assessment one bit. In fact, I would say it's dead accurate. In fact, even Stuff admit it. They even admit in their policies that it's not up for a debate, along with a number of other issues and climate change, because apparently the science is settled. Now, in response to to this complaint, Stuff said this. Stuff takes the position that transgender people do exist and under the New Zealand Human Rights Act Gender identity is protected against discrimination and we take a human rights standpoint in our reporting on transgender issues. Reporting the views of people who take a prejudiced approach to transgender issues is not providing balance. Well, a slight problem there. Gender identity isn't actually in the Human Rights Act. That's an assumption from activists and some legal experts, some. But no, the conference wasn't denying that transgender people exist. They're questioning the treatment of young people with gender dysphoria and whether medicalisation and surgery, like mastectomies, are the answer. Now, of course, they're not. But Stuff is saying there's only one solution. Theirs. But then Stuff said its reporting on transgender issues was impartial. But that did not mean giving a platform to voices who deny the very existence of other New Zealanders in harmful and prejudicial ways. Stuff considered the complainants' comments questioning the existence of multiple genders and statements about the dangers of transgender ideology fall into that category. Now note, that stuff don't challenge the 58 to 1 biased ratio, because they can't. Yet they still try and answer with a straight face that they're impartial, despite their official policy. I mean, they don't even lie very well. Now, in fairness to stuff, they did approach the organisers of the conference for comment originally, but it took three days for a response. And I think this is where Bethlehem College did it well, because they pushed back immediately each time they needed to. And we need to do that as well. You can't hope for the best when dealing with the media. Now, here's the last interesting bit that I want to highlight. The Media Council, which is the watchdog for the media, said in its judgement, the question of whether Stuff's overall approach to transgender issues is biased is more difficult. Stuff takes the view that giving a voice to certain opinions on transgender issues amounts to giving a platform to prejudice and views that might cause harm. The council believes Stuff has the right to take this position. So you have been warned don't expect any balanced debate on the gender issue on the Stuff platform. But then goes on, and it says this, However, coverage of the debate about the treatment of gender dysphoria in children is slightly different. This is a sensitive, complicated, and important topic where there appears to be evolving scientific debate. The Council rejects Stuff's argument that it is analogous to climate change. In the case of climate change, there is an overwhelming consensus of scientific opinion. Whereas on the issue of childhood gender dysphoria, there seems to be a variety of genuinely held and differing opinions internationally now i'm not going to touch on the silly climate change statement i will say that maybe stuff in the media council aren't aware that the un shocked the climate change community by announcing recently on the eve of cop 27 that it now believes climate change will only be about half as bad as previously thought so maybe maybe the debate isn't settled but back to the transgender issue the media council says there's evolving scientific debate for transgenderism with young people. If that's the case, and it is, the media should be reporting the debate, not pushing the narrative. And just finally, the wet bus ticket slap from the watchdog, the New Zealand Media Council to Stuff. And they said this. The complainant asserts that the balance of Stuff's coverage is firmly in favour of the transgender supportive perspective. The Council does not have the resources to carry out its own research to verify this, but hopes Stuff and other media outlets will consider whether they are taking a balanced approach overall. It is important that all reasonable views are allowed to be heard given the seriousness of the matters under consideration. Well, there's a big emphasis on hope there. It's not happening at the moment. Why would they change? Look, let me sum this up. With both the Bethlehem College coverage and this Transgender Conference coverage, my word of advice to you is be very discerning when consuming news media these days. Be careful which stories you click on. Test everything. Question everything. No longer can we trust that we'll get a balanced report from certain media outlets. That has long gone. And they're not even being held accountable to do that anymore. You have been warned but continue to push back. We need to hold them accountable, even if they don't want to listen.